This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Free Kicks is up next, but first listen to this other fine OPI show. And friends and everyone at OPI shows want you to make sure to wash your hands. And if you're still one of those people who don't wash their hands after they use the bathroom, please do that now. That's something you should have been doing anyway. Cover your mouth when you cough. Come on, people. And with that, we have a special message from actress, comedian, and fan favorite, Milana Vintrub. I just want to wish the people of Chicago a safe, warm, peaceful stay at home. Please stay healthy. Please help other people stay healthy by staying home. Stay safe, Chicago. Thanks, Milana. Thank you. Guys, seriously, you can save the world by sitting on your ass at home. You cannot afford to miss this opportunity. You won't get another one. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Stay home. You will be saving the world. Please note that the following program was recorded prior to the events of this week in Washington, D.C. It's not meant to be insensitive in any way to our listening audience. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Can you believe it's our 98th show? 98th wow. show so we gotta we gotta plan something special for our 100th coming up in a couple of weeks sounds uh, like a virtual party to me because <laughs> that's the only kind of party <laughs> we're gonna be able to go to so let's just find out what's happening on the pitch premier league football what's happening on the pitch and don't look now there's a new team on the top of the table uh, if if they win their next game, which, I, you know, they all, all they have to do actually is draw in their next game. Man United is tied at the top of the table with Liverpool, um, but they have uh, um, but they have a game in hand. Yeah. Yeah. And their next game is next week. So. Uh, <laughs> You know, it, it, are we back to Alex Ferguson days all of a sudden? It's it's certainly looking like that, isn't it? It's uh, it's amazing. I mean, they've got the best record. Four, they've got four wins in their last five, unbeaten in their last five, which is obviously very different to the team slightly above them in terms of Liverpool on goal difference. But uh, but yeah, it's it, talk about a turnaround. You know, only a few weeks ago we were talking about how he might lose his job, and then all <laughs> I, I of know. a sudden. All of a sudden, they're going to be top of the table. So, massive credit to Oli Gunnar Solskjaer in terms of what he's done. The baby-faced assassin <laughs> has made sure uh, things are going well for, for the club. So, Well, really when he was a them. player, he certainly was at the top of the table, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was always there. And the funny thing is, and I know the Man United fans out there will know this, is that he he always found a way to to win and score goals at the at big moments. You know, he was the one that scored the winning goal in the in the treble winning team in '99. So he's he's used to winning big games and being part of that. So maybe this is the start of something. So we'll have to wait and see. Although you know, to, to be totally fair, uh, you know, as a non Manchester United fan, um, it doesn't yeah. it kind of seem like everyone else is just saying, 
yeah, we're not going to try to win this year. <laughs> and, and so somebody's got to do it. Uh, let them do it because uh, everyone yeah. else is losing. Uh, Southampton knocked off Liverpool yesterday. Liverpool yeah. has not uh, put it together for a while now. And, you know, at one point, I actually uh, give some credit to Southampton, too. At one yeah. point, I was watching that game. I mean, they were, they're good. They're, they're, yeah. That's a good team. But at one point, they had... They had five players on the pitch uh, from their academy, and they had two others that had been subbed out, one on each team, uh, Thea Walcott, uh, Alex Oxley-Chamberlain, and then two more were stars for <laughs> Liverpool, you know, Mane, Van Dyke. I mean, that Southampton has – they figured out how to develop people, haven't they? they? They really have. I mean, they give them a lot of credit in terms of the players they brought through their youth system certainly very highly regarded in in youth development systems in, in the southern part of England and uh, and obviously they've done a fantastic job of reinventing themselves remember they've sold all these players on you right. they sold Mane and and Van Dijk you know they probably close to 200 over 200 million pounds in terms of the money that they've made in just maybe two or three players Lallana was another player that they sold off to Liverpool who's now playing at Brighton but you know they they sell off the players, but then they find new ones. So that's the great that's the great thing that they're able to do, and and then it works out for them. Then when uh, they're really good players come back again. So who knows? Maybe and there's a Gareth Bale out there too. I don't know if yeah. you knew that again. Yeah, Gareth that's right. Bale was a, was a Southampton player. I mean, he's struggling to find a game. I know he's been injured a little bit, but right. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, you look at all these players really a great academy that they've uh, really produced well you know uh there's four kinds of players adam there's uh yeah a gra- there's the grassroots player <laughs> there's the, the the player who is you know uh good enough to play professionally then you got your your national team level players and then you've got chelsea remember that's what they I, told I, us I, <laughs> You got it. You got it. <laughs> so where does Southampton fit? Um, above Chelsea? <laughs> well, they're above Chelsea right now on the table. Yeah, so they are. Six, they're currently sixth place, uh, only three points ahead. But they're, they're looking looking pretty good. So you've got to give them credit again. But in all um, seriousness, and, and, the, when, when we were at Chelsea, they explained to us the way that uh, the, the academy system works in yeah. England is they have a uh, – cut apart but based on the region mm-hmm. so they have access to these players from that part of england that no one else yeah. is allowed to go after correct, correct. so it they, must there must be something in the water or something there too yeah no question and they do have little training centers that are close and again they they find the players uh, it's a little bit like uh, certain areas of chicago basketball you know so i think right. that you're always going to find a lot of college basketball coaches always coming to um you know the southern part of chicago of the city to find the best basketball players and it's the same thing in south london that, that seems to be where a lot of the the, the the players come in like a sahar and those types of players who kind of come through that system and then in the southern part of england southampton you've got players that are obviously uh, being found and uh, maybe whether it be in certain training centers or academies within clubs they find them and uh, that's that's kudos to their 
they're recruiting in terms of the players that they're getting and then they have to develop them so what do you think is wrong with Liverpool that's a great question they're certainly not firing on all cylinders uh, in terms of what's going on um, uh, and I go back to always looking at the the defensive part of the the team although they've been pretty decent you know this was a, a, a bit of a makeshift defense in terms of the center backs I mean he kind of moved some people around I think you had Jordan Henderson playing in the back this week. right so so that was a little bit different so maybe he's tinkering a little bit but I go back to how great the two outside backs are in terms of Trent Alexander Arnold and Robertson are great going forward but I, I really do worry about their defensive issues because it seems like there's always space in behind them and again you know when you look at some of the goals that have been conceded it seems to be kind of in those spots when they pushed up too far right so um, so I kind of go back to that and for whatever reason, they're just not getting the balls into the, you know, they're getting balls into the box, but they don't have the people that can score. I think they miss a Van Dyke offset pieces just because he was such a presence. And when they needed a goal, they were able to do it. And, you know, the other players are just, they're off. And, and it's crazy because just a few weeks ago, they scored seven against Crystal Palace and they looked like they could have scored 20. <laughs> well, so, that's the thing, you know, it, it, they're not losing by giving up a lot of goals they're losing by not scoring yes you know i mean they lost one nil to southampton they they have had several draws that were one one or they had a nil nil draw i think at one point i mean it's newcastle yeah yeah and so you're talking about a team that has three of the greatest strikers is the problem maybe that they have to move their uh their midfielders back on defense because they don't have defense anymore and now they don't have midfield uh, not delivering the ball to the forwards is that a possibility yeah I mean there's lots of different ways you can look at it I think they had Diego Joda who's been out injured a little bit he was one that came in and gave them the spark and that seemed to kind of uplift the rest of the players a little bit so they were relying on him a little bit um, and then since he's been out, they haven't been able to get that spark. So the players that have come in are not necessarily renowned for goal scoring. Like right. an Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, for example, though he's back, he's not going to score you tons of goals. And so, yeah, they, they just got to work it out. I mean, it's not like they're not creating enough chances. It's just that that final, final step into the goal is really what they got to do. All right, let's talk about uh, your your boys because uh, they you know we both uh, thought they were gonna do quite well against Man City, and I'm thinking it's pretty safe to say they did not. <laughs> wouldn't, you, wouldn't you agree with that? Probably not the best game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's been tough to watch these last few weeks. Um, so I think uh, what was the final score? It was three one, um, and and really it was a three nothing game. I mean, yeah. The first half was was very much uh, all Manchester City. I mean, they were, you hate to say this, but Chelsea looked lost a little bit. They were chasing shadows. Um, they really didn't know what was going on. It was a little bit better in the second half, but again, the game was done and dusted at that point. But I think, unfortunately, now you've got to look at, you know, the continuity of the team and seems to be maybe even the players are a bit unsure what's going on. And that's what's concerning. Yeah. And again, I, I, it really seems like they've got 
the talent to do it, but they, maybe they don't have uh, the right people for the right spots. You know what I mean? It seems like they have three center forwards yeah. and, and no wingers, uh, you know, other than uh, Pulisic. You know, I, it, it, I don't know. It looks like uh, square holes, round pegs, or whatever that yeah. saying is, round yeah. holes, square pegs. Well, I think if you look at the signings, uh, a lot of the signings are somewhat similar. I mean, they're all yeah. young players. You know, and I think all of us, you know, you know that this was going to be a big transition. They spent close to $300 million on players. So, unfortunately for Frank Lampard, he's also got an owner who's renowned for pulling the trigger if things aren't going very, very right. well. Right. So, the pressure mounts for him in terms of trying to get results. Well, I think we can think- hear the pressure. I have a clip here from his uh, post-game press conference. Uh, here we go. As manager <laughs> of Chelsea Football Club... I've called this press conference to announce that we want you, the fans at home and abroad, to support someone else. Poof, pretty tough. <laughs> that was said to me by my son. I was like, oh my God, he's, he's got a death wish. He wants to be fired. But it turns out that that was a clip from earlier in the season and he was talking about uh, supporting a charity. Um, yes. So it was <laughs> taken out of context and everything. But I oh, believe, for about 24 hours, I kept checking the news wire. Is he fired yet? Is he fired yet? Because wow. that. <laughs> but he did not say that. No. The beauty, the beauty of social media and the doctoring of different things. I tell yeah. you, it's amazing. But yeah, I mean, so I, I'll, you know, he's obviously feeling the pressure. Um, the signings obviously just haven't done what he expected them to do. They haven't moved into uh, this, this, the way that he wants to play. And I think they're still trying to find their identity a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm not sure exactly what which what Chelsea is really trying to do consistently. You know. They didn't play their two top goal scorers as well on the weekend, which was also a, a, a different decision. You know, <laughs> right. his reasoning reasoning was behind that. But I think he's yeah. really trying to uh, light a fire under Timo Wormer. He's really, he really trying is. to force him into being that goal scorer that he was at Leipzig last year, and it's just not happening. Yeah, he's he's certainly given the guy enough chances. There's yeah. no question. I mean, if there's a player that's that would. Would any other play would have been dropped? It would be him, but uh, he's he's sticking with him, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, we've got uh, an FA Cup game this weekend, and then obviously the following weekends. But the games are it, there's a string of games for Chelsea that I think are very winnable that might be able to get them back on track a little bit. Yeah, but that's, uh, we'll, that's what we'll I said about see. Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you never know. But uh, but I think I think uh, they've gone through a tough spell. Now they've got some time to maybe regroup. The FA Cup might help help them a little bit in terms of uh, refocusing, and hopefully they can uh, get a few wins. And, and the nice thing about it, and when you look at the table, it's all close. They're not that far behind. No, that's even true. Though they, even though they've been struggling, they're still only seven points behind, uh, potentially nine points if Manchester United wins that. Uh, sorry, ten points if, Chil- if Manchester United wins that game in hand. But it's it's a close race. Nobody wants to win it, like you said. Yep. Now, Man City, uh, before the game, uh, you hear that uh, five players are, you know, isolating because of COVID. And you think, wow, well, without those five players. And and there were some key players, too. Yeah. Um, But, uh, you know, that's such a deep team. And they really look good. And as long as Kevin De Bruyne is out there, he's really the key player, isn't he? 
well, it was, it was funny. I was talking to some people before the game, and uh, you know, I even mentioned this. It, my biggest concern was Kevin De Bruyne because he's the player that can change games. He's that type of a player, and you could see that is that he was doing it. Probably in the first half should have scored. You know, when yeah. he took that fantastic first touch and just hit it out wide. But um, along with Kevin De Bruyne, and I'm a massive uh, Phil Foden fan as well. I yeah, think he's, he's looking tremendous. great. Um, I just it's unfortunate he's not he's not getting as long sh- run in the side uh, because there's so many good players but again he brought it you know he was a that really played well they played with this false nine so they really didn't have a true striker right and it caused Chelsea all kinds of problems because the center backs didn't know who to mark <laughs> right they were they were pulled out of position and that left space in behind and when Manchester City with Sterling and Foden and De Bruyne and Gundogan, whenever they go, you know they cause the, they look like they were going to score every time. They yep. really did. That's true. So uh, you know, so that was I thought an entertaining uh, yeah. Man City. Uh, like you know, they can come back at any time and dominate the league. You just never know yeah. what's going to happen with that team. Yeah, and I think even even Guardiola said that was what we were like two years ago. He said that after the game. Did he? Okay. Yeah, so that was good. You know, he's starting to see that. So I think you're going to see potentially a Man City pushing up the the ranks here. So to me, uh, having watched a lot of the fixtures, uh, the festive fixtures as we call them, the most entertaining game of the weekend was the Wolves-Brighton game, which was a a 3-3 draw. Um, but it was a wide open game. It was exciting, and you know, I I know you've talked about how you're a fan of Brighton's approach. This is really yeah. my first chance with getting to watch them, and I kind of see what you're talking about. Yeah, they they play. I mean, they they, they get the ball down and play. I, I think they got a really nice way of of moving the ball forward in in a very good way, uh, creating chances. They have some good young English players there too, which is quite nice to see. And, um, yeah, I, I think they were very worthy. At times, they had good spells against Wolves where they controlled a lot of the possession. Um, and uh, a good team to watch. I think they're, they're definitely worthy of being in the Premier League, that's for sure. Of, you know, a young English manager who's kind of pushing them forward in, in, a, in a very positive way. Yeah, I agree. All right, it's time for uh, another feature. And now, explain that foreign tradition, please. Okay, this is going to be a, a, a divergence from how we usually do this. I usually ask you to explain something, but I'd like to explain something this week, if you'll permit me. Sure. Uh, uh, Jerry Marston died this past week. He was uh, the lead singer for Jerry and the Pacemakers. And if you are a Liverpool fan, as I am, uh, you know him as the person who wrote and sang the song, You'll never walk alone. That was the song that the that's the song that Liverpool crowds sing before and after the games. Uh, and he and his band were contemporaries of the Beatles. And this is how I became a Liverpool fan. I don't know if you even know this, but I don't think I can properly say the effect that the Beatles have had on my life. I've got a son named Johnny who's named after John Lennon. My third son, Sean, is named after John's son, and his middle name is Harrison, after George. And the reason I root for Liverpool is because the Beatles came from there, and so did my favorite player in my youth, which was uh, Kevin Keegan, 
who was mm-hmm. playing in Hamburg when I grew up in Germany. Yeah. So that's that's the connection for me. But Jerry Marsden was super connected to the Beatles. He had the same manager, Brian Epstein, the same producer, George Martin. His band was huge in the UK, even though they weren't really as big here in uh, in America. They, the Beatles had a song called How Do You Do It that was going to be released as their first single before they released at the last moment Love Me Do instead. And they gave How Do You Do It to Jerry and the Pacemakers, and they had a number one hit with it in the UK. And that's so, I mean, this connection is is super close. And when the British invasion hit in 64, um, the the song Ferry Across the Mersey was the hit here. And that's how I found out what the Mersey was. And that's how I yeah. found out about the Merseyside Derby and all that stuff. And this is what drew me to this team. Uh, it wasn't until many years later, after I became a huge Liverpool fan, that I found out that Paul McCartney was actually an Everton fan. <laughs> But but by then I was already I was already uh, tuned in. But anyway, that's what I wanted to take a moment to honor Jerry, a musical giant, a friend of my favorite band, a friend of my favorite team, and the man who still brings chills to Liverpool fans at Anfield, and hopefully one day soon they can return, and they can sing that song together. That's it. That's all I wanted awesome. to say. That's great. All right. Free Kicks is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club. 65 years of soccer excellence. Green White is a community not-for-profit club providing soccer for kids of all ages in and around the Mount Prospect area. Led by former World Cup player and coach Mustafa Edders. Go to greenwhitesoccer.org for more information. And if you'd like to uh, get your team mentioned here on Free Kicks, uh, be sure to uh, send us in a thing at uh, an email at Rick at eckhartspress.com and we'll see what we can do all right coming up still in this show we've, we're going to find out what's happening in adam's office we're going to guess the premier league star we've got adam's tv tip all that is up right after this on this week's minutia men celebrity interview we talk with pulitzer prize winner for the 1970 kent state photograph john paul philo minutia men celebrity interview an opi show only on the radio misfits podcast network great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radiomisfits.com Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, we pilot higher and deeper in a wide-ranging automotive bull session with our man in the field, Roger Rexroad. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me for this memorable BS session on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we're back. Time to find out what's happening here. And now, the latest Chicago-area soccer news. Soccer news news. with Coach Adam. Coach Adam. No one knows more about what is happening in Chicago in terms of soccer than our Adam Aworth here. Adam, what's happening? Wow, what a a (laughs) (laughs) build-up. So, yeah, so we're, we're kind of back in the office this week after the Christmas break. So, in terms of the office, we talk about the remote office, so... We kind of jump in and out of the office most of the week, uh, but you could always contact us by email, and that's probably the best way to uh, to touch base with with anybody in the Illinois Youth Soccer Office. So, but uh, yeah, so we're we're going to continue to move on. We've got some things that we want to try to kind of get things ready. We have our annual general meeting coming up in February. 
and then in uh, uh, we're looking at potentially doing some type of a virtual awards presentation as well so we've got all kinds of things that we're looking at and then coaching education is continuing so we're, we're busy with our D licenses we gave all of those candidates a little bit of time off but now they're back to work so we're busy with zoom meetings with D licenses and uh, also working on the C license the national C license with uh, 36 candidates from all over the country which is going to be a challenge especially when we get to tr potentially go out onto the field because uh, you know everybody's at different levels because they've actually got a video themselves doing training sessions and obviously with COVID every state's totally different so we're having to work with them so that's been a, a different definitely a challenge but um but we're back if people want to reach out to to myself uh, also to america in our in our office we're always willing to to meet with uh clubs and programs to talk a little bit about the things that we have going on but uh get hold of us as we're looking forward to a brand new 2021 okay time for your favorite part of the show Time now to guess the Premier League star. Although, in fairness, you have been tearing it up in this uh, in this little segment that we do here that gets the Premier League star. Um, we're going to start uh, this week with someone that is 26 years old. All right. Okay. All right. He grew up in Portugal and got his start in the Sporting CP Academy. Okay. Um. Although he grew up in Portugal, he was born in England and he plays for the English national team. Oh, I think I know who this might be, but keep going. <laughs> His dad was a professional tennis player. He is a defender. Right. I believe he plays with Tottenham Hotspur, <laughs> if that's correct. He does. I guess he's the only one on the national team that grew up in Portugal, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's it's funny because I, I remember him in terms of him going over there at a fairly young age. And I heard because he also has a massive respect for his, obviously, his manager, right. um, which is obviously Portuguese now, Jose mm -hmm. Mourinho. So it's kind of nice to see that. But I do believe it is center back now he was a center midfielder mr eric dyer that is correct uh, some of the clues that you missed are his team has famously won zero trophies uh, <laughs> he's not a liver he's a dyer all right so there you go uh that is this week's tip and once again adam has nailed it but apparently i'm giving too good of uh clues so we're gonna we're gonna fine-tune that for next week maybe uh I, yeah well, ever, ever since uh, one of our viewers came in and said, make sure we keep it as premiership stars, things have gotten a lot easier. They so have, I want, yes. I want, I want to thank them. You know, when we're, we're, we're finding obscure players, I get it. But, uh, yeah. By the so way, I, I'm, uh, on, I'm on a roll. From the, uh, from the mailbag, I got uh, an email this week asking me, uh, uh, so Jose Mourinho says his favorite team to watch other than Tottenham is Aston Villa, um, and this this uh, emailer uh, Todd Schneider is a, uh, a Villa fan, and he says, "So is that a good thing or a bad thing? Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing?" Well, I think it's a good thing, uh, okay. right? So I mean, Jose Mourinho, arguably one of the most most successful managers in the world, and if you ask Steven Gerrard, he would say he's the best manager in the world. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good thing. 
Yeah, I told him it was a bad thing. Okay, here we go. <laughs> now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. Okay, so there's no Premier League uh, action on the table. Uh, you know, matches uh, that count towards the league. But that doesn't yeah. mean there aren't any games. Isn't that right? You're right. There's always some great games on. So we have this week the FA Cup. The FA Cup is the oldest cup competition in the world has a massive amount of appeal to myself what you know it's kind of growing up this was always one of the big weekends and what's great about this is you have the the big teams against the minnows and you're going to watch you're going to see this game uh, as long as you have espn plus i believe that's where all the games are this weekend so you're gonna have to kind of jump around but on sunday that's january the 10th you've got to watch this game it's Marine FC versus Jose Mourinho and Tottenham Hotspur. What a game. Marine FC is in the fifth tier of basically English soccer. Yeah. Um, they play in the, the Northern Premier League, which actually I believe it might be the sixth tier, so I'll have to double check on that. But they're down there. They're a non-league team. So you're going to have the, the builders, the the postmen, the carpenters, all of these guys are now playing against Harry Kane. <laughs> That's so great. It's awesome. It's going to be a great. Now, are they and, playing there or are they playing at Tottenham? Because either way, playing, it's awesome for the players. Exactly. They're playing at Marine FC. So that's going to be the best thing. Wow. So it's going to be great. And here's the funny thing. is It was a kind of a little side story. They didn't have enough. Uh, I guess one of their sponsors dropped out last minute. And Marine is actually based up in Merseyside, so in Crosby, Merseyside, so not too far away from, uh, obviously, Liverpool and that area. Mm -hmm. And uh, what ended up happening was they lost a sponsor, Jamie Carragher, former Liverpool legend, came through and has decided to sponsor them in terms of their, I think it was some warm-ups, jackets, that kind of stuff. So he's actually giving them some money to be wow. able to have some some warm-ups and, and jackets and different things on the side. So they so look, look a little more professional? Exactly. So, But it's a shame that uh, England is obviously in kind of a lockdown. They, they were actually, until recently, there was the possibility they could have had fans at that game. So it would have been a sellout, 2,000, because you can only have 2,000 fans, but that would have sold out the whole stadium. So, um, so wow. it's a shame that it's not going to do that, but it's going to be great. So... Um, I'm really excited to watch this game. It's going to be really fun to watch. And I love watching the minnows against uh, the mighty teams. And this, yeah. this is where the history can obviously be made. But watch out for Marine. They play in yellow. Um, so it uh, should, uh, should be a really good game. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yes. So, you know, be sure to check that out. The, the FA Cup is a totally interesting thing. I'm so bummed that it's on ESPN Plus because that's another channel I've got to get now. But there you go. You can't miss the FA Cup. By the way, I don't know if people know this, but Free Kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. That is correct. Yes. Thank you very much for letting me know. So, <laughs> Yes. And what yes. else about uh, the I, Illinois Youth Soccer what Association? What else about the Illinois as I'm preparing myself? Thanks. <laughs> Normally I'm more prepared than that. Illinois Youth Soccer Association proudly serves the Illinois soccer community since 1975 and has a strong history of credibility. Illinois Youth Soccer is one of Illinois' largest youth sports organization with approximately 95,000 players, coaches, and referees. 
Illinois Youth Soccer is a non-profit organization, and you can find us at www.illinoisyouthsoccer.org. Okay, tell a friend to uh, listen to us. You can find us on Spotify. Go to opishows.com, wherever you find podcasts, search for Radio Misfits. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-Shows.com. And Tony has been our producer for 98 episodes. Uh, we're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with our 99th episode. Yeah. Uh, of free kicks. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of OPI Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, we're going to play a little game called called what show is it and you only get three words to describe the show and one of the three words ain't the title of the show and our motto for the next year is why should you be happy a lot of entertainment (laughs) if you listen to the next back to you back to you with howard sudbury and steve baskerville you can find back to you on spotify opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts just search for radio misfits longest promo ever is it over it is now that's nice. <laughs> I'm Anusha Men with Rick and Dave. We welcome 2021 with an Obama-era vaccine of worthless information. Flashback to my very first time ever with Dave podcasting together as we socially distanced years before it became a trend. Listen to Minutia Men on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. <laughs>